0: Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 I can't pronounce this big long name it's it's angelum but it's basically called the first gospel the law of first mention okay a prophetic picture of the time when Satan will be defeated by the woman's triumphant descendant who's Jesus hallelujah and and we see that here I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your descendants and her descendants, and her descendants shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. All you're going to do is bruise his heel. He's going to crush your head. The text itself invites us to find an interpretation that goes beyond mere biology. Satan, a spirit being, cannot produce seed. Satan cannot produce seed. That's why when you go to heaven, you're not going to have any more kids. Right? When you die, you're not going to have any more kids. The kids you're going to have has to be here on this earth. Satan is a spirit being. He cannot reproduce himself. Okay. Clearly, a woman does not produce seed as well. The seed comes from the man. So even at the simplest reading of his pronouncement, the seed apparently refers to a spiritual being who has the serpent's same attitude, I guess you could say. Based on other scripture, it appears the serpent's seed refers to those who, who willfully set themselves, willfully opposes the woman's seed. Okay, That age-long conflict between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. That's what we're talking about here. And you read that throughout the Bible, various chapters in the Bible. Uh, And it's going to continue until Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. He that crushes the serpent's head refers to the future descendant of Eve. And it is a singular noun. It's not possessive like an entire country will come against you and defeat you. It's talking about one person. One person. Person is going to defeat the offspring of the serpent. Now again, Satan cannot have children. What he's talking about is he's going to defeat Satan himself. There's going to come a time when Satan's going to have so much influence in the world. He's got all these followers, and one person is going to defeat all of them. And you can see that in the Book of Revelation when it says, you know, all these armies are amassed to come against. Jerusalem and a mass to come against the Messiah, the King, and he just speaks a word. Boom. The word is Jesus. Amen. He just speaks a word and all of them are dead. He crushes the head of the opposition, right? So many scholars know and believe it's referencing Jesus. So let's look at this judgment now upon the woman. Verse 16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In sorrow you'll bring forth children, and your desire shall be to your husband. He shall rule over you. Because Eve manipulated her husband. Eve tricked her husband. Eve caused the fall of her husband. Therefore, judgment is upon her. She will struggle in domestic life. Difficulty will plague her role as a mother, multiplied pain in childbirth. And as a wife, there will be marital conflict with her husband. There will be the subjugation of authority to her husband. The phrase, you shall be, your desire will be for your husband, doesn't refer to, you know, oh, I desire to be with my husband. Not like that, not a sweet marital commitment. But the ongoing struggle, matter of fact, it's the identical Hebrew phrase that appears for Cain's struggle with sin in Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. The battle, basically, the battle of the sexes has begun. Okay? Judgment is upon her. She is going to struggle now in domestic life, she's going to have children in pain. And she's going to have sorrows. She sees some of these children die. It'll, it'll give, bring sorrow to her heart. She's going to see them die. She's going to be subject to her husband's authority and dominion. Okay. Adam's like, huh, serves you right. So God turns to Adam now in verse 17. We're going to read 17 through 19. To Adam, he said, because you listened to the voice of your wife. And have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. I'm cursing the ground because of you. In sorrow you shall eat from the ground all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to you. And you shall eat the herbs of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return back to the ground from which you were taken. For dust you are, and unto dust you shall return. So look at what God did. First, he declared judgment upon the serpent. Then he turned to Eve, because you deceived your husband in doing this, and you listened to the voice of the serpent, this is what's going to happen to you. Now, Adam, it's your turn. For eating the forbidden food, Adam abandoned his headship over his wife and became subject to what she wanted to do. He abandoned the hierarchy that God had established. In doing that, he threw a curveball and upset the dominion of creation itself. So besides the domestic struggles, Adam will now struggle to eat. And his work will include toil. That word did not exist before. Toil, working laboriously, constantly, trying to survive. The dominion of man is cursed and no longer will yield its fruit easily. God is cursing the very ground and commanding the ground, don't give him anything. Make him work for it. Ooh. You see how powerful that scripture verse is? Before, everything just, Adam would pluck a piece of fruit off, you come right back out. It'd be there tomorrow. Now God's saying, no more. You want to eat fruit? Plant the seeds. Wait for it to grow. You'll work at it. You'll work at it. You'll nurture it. You'll take care of it. It hasn't given you anything yet. You're just going to have to believe that the process will work and that it will produce the fruit you need to eat. You're going to work at it every single day. That's the curse right there, right? Finally, in contrast to the serpent's promise that you will be like God, Adam's told, you're made out of dirt, boy. You're nothing but a bag full of dirt. And now you're going to return to the dirt. Matter of fact, you're going to earn your survival from the dirt. And in death... Because you will die. You ate from the tree. You will die. You ate from a tree I told you not to eat from. You will die. There was no death in the earth. There was nothing that died in the earth. God's saying now, death is here. And you will die. And when you die, you'll turn to dust and go back into the dirt and the earth from which you came. He was initially have dominion over everything. He had dominion over the ground. Now the ground will resist. And in the end, the ground will devour him. God's promise that you shall surely die was coming true. It will happen. He died instantly in terms of his spiritual relationship with God. At that moment... He started to die physically. His body didn't know how to die. That's why I lived like 900 years. His body did not know how to die. It had to learn how to die. And our bodies have gotten good at it. Adam lived, you know, 900 years, and, and, you know, patriarchs lived to 700 years, and, you know, some lived 400 years. No, it's taking shorter and shorter amounts of time. Till now, you know, 70, 80 years. You're about ready to go. All right. So I want you to see four lessons from the fall here. Let's finish reading this. Because I I want to get down here. I want to be able to complete this chapter today. I want to make sure that... Okay. So... What are your face? You'll eat bread. You'll return to the ground. Out of what you were taken, dust your day. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was now the mother of all living. God cursed the dust. Mankind was taken from the dust of the earth and created. Now God says, when you die, you'll go back to the dust of the earth. Jesus was a flesh and blood human being. God became man. Jesus was from the dust of the earth. His physical body came from Mary. That's where he got his physical body from, was Mary. So he was from the dust of the earth. He had the Spirit of God in him. That's what got Mary pregnant, was the spirit, the power of God coming upon her, overshadowing her. And when that spark of life came, Jesus was there. So he had God's spirit, God's life in him, and his body was from the earth. He was walking in the full authority of Adam in the earth, which is why he's called the second Adam. The firstborn from the dead, but he's called the second Adam, right? He walked in the authority, Jesus walked in the authority that Adam was supposed to walk in. Amen. And we'll be covering that as we continue to go through these scriptures. Adam also said to his wife, unto Adam also and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Probably a lamb, but something had to die. That was the first sacrifice right there. Because Adam and Eve were not created to need protective fur or feathers or skins from the elements, but they did now. That glory protected them no longer. So a blood sacrifice was shed. I can imagine Adam and Eve sitting there saying, Why are you killing this? It didn't do anything wrong. We sinned. Why are you killing this animal? There's your first blood sacrifice. And the Lord said, God said, Behold, a man has become one of us to know good and evil. Now, lest he puts forth his hand and takes also from the tree of life and lives forever in this state that he's in right now, we can't have that. Therefore, the God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from where he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and flaming swords, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, So we get right close. In Genesis 3, man distorts, man denies, man defies God's word, reducing it to an alternative viewpoint. Well, man is the judge of what's true for me. Now, the rebellion against God's word is responsible for everything we see going on in society today. Our alienation from God, our self-deception, our broken relationships, not just with God, but with each other. The failure of animals to respond to our dominion. right? Our toil, the work to raise fruit, food from the ground. The groaning of creation awaiting for redemption. And also, ultimately, our own physical death. Unbelief is not just atheism. But unbelief is any stubbornness, any willful disregard for God's word, even by believers. Even believers are still in a process of resisting what God wants to do. Do we accept that his word is true? Oh, yes, Amon. Oh, really? Maybe stubbornly. But do you willfully disobey what he says? No, I wouldn't do that, Brother Bob. Pull out your tithe book. Let's look at your tithes. Well, now, tithes is under the old Wait a minute now. That's just one example. All of a sudden, you're on the defensive. When you go on the defensive, that means you got some issues. Amen? Genesis 3 is still with us today. This passage of Scripture is full of personal applications. First... We know God's word is still the standard by which we are to live. We're to live our lives and resist temptation. Jesus, the last Adam, right, 1 Corinthians 15 45, fended off temptation how? By saying it is written. He told Satan three times. Matthew 4 4, Matthew 4 7, Matthew 4 10. The first Adam comprised, compromised God's word. The last Adam Elevated the authority of God's word. Hallelujah. When facing temptation, Jesus used scripture available to us rather than generate new scriptures. Adam could have said, whoa, serpent. God said. And that would have ended the whole thing right there. But he didn't do that. Sin is our problem. In contrast to the claims of modern social experiments and social engineering, we should not blame our sin on our childhood, on our ancestors, or on our environment. Adam and Eve had no childhood trauma. Their father, God himself, was gracious. He provided everything they needed to live fulfilling and joyous lives. Yet they rebelled against God. Like Adam and Eve, we... Would choose to sin even if we lived in a perfect environment. Praise the Lord. Third, sin ultimately leads to the ravages we see around us each and every day, particularly physical pain due to disease, natural evil, emotional pain due to sinful choices, which is moral evil. You know, philosophers make much of the innocent suffering, but biblically, there are no true cases of innocent suffering. Except one, which was the very purpose of Christ's incarnation is crucifixion. He who knew no sin was made sin for us on our behalf, that he might become the righteous, that we might become the righteousness of God through him. Okay? So our solution is Jesus Christ. Amen. It's God's promise to us, providing a way for us to escape what's the judgment that's coming upon the earth. So while the choice to take and eat ultimately plunged mankind into darkness by death, God offering himself as a sacrifice on the cross freely provided for us a way to escape if we will but take and eat. And that's my prayer for you today. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to give you this new birth. And right standing in God's eyes. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. Till next time, as Pastor Bob reminds you, be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal his word and his will for you through the scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time. Be blessed in all that you do.